Today on Sagittarian Matters, Jill Soloway, Rocco Kayatis, and Michelle Lawler all join me to talk about none other than the notorious Dr. Laura. Stay tuned. Sagittarian Matters, Sagittarian Matters, what's the Today's episode of Sagittarian Matters is brought to you by Cute Fruit Undies, makers of extremely cute, comfy, and eco-friendly period panties, pads, and briefs. They specialize in period panties with Trump's face in them, and without, if that's not really your thing. Find them at CuteFruitUndies.com and on Instagram, at CuteFruitUndies. How on earth did you, a uh, tattooed gay woman in Portland, get into the whole Dr. Laura vibe? Well, I just, you know, it turned out I just, I would listen to it when I was doing tedious things like sewing and sometimes I would be like, good, but uh, then I started to like it. I started to like when she yelled at people. Um, I love, I like tough love. I don't like namby-pamby advice. And uh, I started to like it. And I always thought, gosh, I wish I had a question for Dr. Laura. <laughs> and then one day I just did. My mom was basically stalking me because I wouldn't tell her if I was coming home for Christmas or not because I had this secret. And I was like, what should I do? Should I go home for Christmas or not? And so um, that was the moment where I thought, oh, I have a reason to call Dr. Laura. I'm going to do it. And then I got on the air. It was so easy. Is it? It was easy for me. I got right through. I meant to give a fake name, but I didn't. At the last minute, I freaked and I was like, my name's Nicole. I'm 23. You know what? Actually, you transcribed this call and we have a trained Dr. Laura surrogate here who is going to come out. (laughs) This is years and years of of study. And we're going to have you guys reenact the actual phone call. This is word for word what happened, right? I taped it. This is it. I'm Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Nicole, welcome to the program. Hi, Dr. Laura. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I had a question. Mm-hmm. I found out this year from my, that my mom's been lying to me about my family being dead. My father being dead okay, is actually a lot of down. Slow down. All right. And do you have brothers or sisters or half so? I have two sisters, but they have a different father. Well, from you or from each other? From me, they have the same father. Okay. Are they older than you? Yes, 10 and 12 years. Uh Uh-huh. So she was married to that guy? Yes. Was she married to your bio dad? Yes. And how long was she married to your bio dad? I think two or three years. And what happened? Um, I think he was, from what I know, he was sort of a con man. And she eventually kicked him out to be with someone else. So she sort of dumped him for another guy and warned my sisters not to ever tell me. And that the new story was I don't want to know that part yet. Because I know you think that's so important. Okay. And why, I'll never understand, but okay. So she got rid of the con man. After this, I ratted out my mom for shacking up. I sang like a canary as I often do under pressure. I turn into a colander for all the grimace-inducing secrets I know. Anything I can think of will just fall out of my mouth. You're mad at her. Let me ask you another question. When she got rid of your bio, Dad, did she move you out of the country, out of the state, out of the city? No, she... That's all. So, if anyone knew her at the time, they'd know where to find her. And, well, she didn't move, right? She was in the same town. Yeah. And she didn't throw him out till you were two, right? I think I was one and a half or two, yeah. So no matter what she told anybody she was going to tell you, he knew you were alive and he didn't even contact you. Go ahead. I want to hear the rest of your story now while you're so mad. Oh, well, the other small part of him finding me is that she moved out of state a couple years later and changed my last name. Okay. Did you hear me ask all those questions? I did, but I was trying to stay in the same year we were talking about, and I'm not angry with her right now. I'm just confused about what I should do. To summarize the rest of the call, 
I told Dr. Laura the whole story. She acted hostile toward me and told me that though my name had been changed and I had been transported to another state, my father could still find me if he wanted to, so I was probably better off. And basically, I should appreciate the stability of my family life today instead of dredging up the past and it all up. That was the gist. Also, did I mention that I started crying like a baby about two minutes into the call? Because I did. You can control how much destruction that information will ultimately cause you by how you handle today. That's true. Oh, okay, thanks. So go have Christmas. Oh, okay. You suffered enough. Go have Christmas. I also kept trying to hang up when Dr. Laura offered long silences in which to reflect on the gravity of her words. I would ruin the moment by blurting out a, thanks Dr. Laura, before being snapped back into submission. Laura Faye Smith, Nicole Georges. Her new book is called Calling Dr. Laura. Thank you so much for being on Livewire. Thank you. Rocco Kayatis is a regular on Sagittarian Matters. He's the co-founder of Original Plumbing Magazine. He used to make music under the name Catastrophe and is currently working for the queer culture website in Jumor. Find him at RoccoKayatis.com. Rocco Kayatis, welcome back to Sagittarian Matters. Thank you. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Rocco, today, the reason for the season today is we're talking about Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Mm. Can you tell me your history with her? So I am not a Dr. Laura fan or listener, but uh, in the early aughts, I had to, I was working at, I'm not a fan or a listener of Dr. Laura, but in the early 2000s, I was working at a dildo factory um, and the two women that I worked for loved Dr. Laura. I should say that the, I won't name the name of the company, but it's owned, lesbian owned. Um, the lesbian who owns it is probably a turf. I didn't really have an understanding of turf back then. Um, but, uh, she's probably a turf. She's definitely a card carrying member of the NRA and the two younger lesbians that worked for her at the time were not great about trans politics. Like they would call me shimmy, which was, they said stood for like shimmy or may not be a man. And I was like early into transition. So I didn't know how to like advocate for myself or like respect myself at all. So I was like, ah, ha, ha, this Wait, is, can I ask a side note? What would you say now? If you could go back now and tap oh your, God. tap your younger self on the shoulder and be like, Hey, that's not okay. This is illegal. Actually, maybe I would have sat quietly, documented the whole thing, and sued. <laughs> um, no, I would have advocated for myself, though. I would have been like, actually, uh, you know, you can use male pronouns, and I am a man. Um, but I couldn't say any of that then. I just was like, eh. And so they listened to Dr. Laura. So you're not painting Dr. Laura listeners in a very positive Sorry. light. Yeah. <laughs> that has nothing to do with them being Dr. Laura listeners, but, and not all of them were, there was, um, one that was really into Dr. Laura. So we had to listen to her entire show every morning. <laughs> so I'm just painting the picture of like, this was a completely hostile work environment. And the Dr. Laura show was an, an additional layer of hostility in the workplace. What was your dildo job? Uh, I made the dildos. So they were all handmade. So they're cast after my own member. <laughs> no. Um, cool. They were, uh, you know, we would pour the molds that we'd pour the dildos in, and then we would make the dildos by hand, pull them out, trim them, trim the base, all done by hand. I just love that you're doing, I like imagining, like, this work environment yeah. of queer people, like, pouring, making handmade dildos while listening to Dr. Laura dispense her advice. Yeah, and then after Dr. Laura, we would watch Dr. Phil. <laughs> Which, same thing, yeah. in my opinion. No, I feel like Dr. Laura has 15 more brain cells than Dr. Phil. Hmm. I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't know. They both uh, espouse the same family values. Yeah. And, like, core kind of America, America you know? They're both <laughs> trying to make America great again. 
Was there, I just want to say, by the way, you and I were just on the trail here in Griffith Park on the 4th of July. And I, I was like, look, lesbians. Because I saw someone that looked pretty obviously gay. And the person she was walking with had a red hat. And I was like, is that a Make America Gay Again hat? And then I read it as we walked by and it was Make America Great Again hat. So confusing. I w- and I said, that hat is really confusing me because it just didn't make any sense. So upsetting. Um, was there anything that Dr. Laura said that you agreed with or liked? Was there any part of listening to the show that you liked? Either in in tone yeah. or in form or what she said? You know, I didn't like any of the show, but I didn't disagree with everything she said because just like all people or conversations or thoughts or beliefs, you're never going to agree with someone 100%. Um, she is not something that I would seek out to listen to myself. Uh, cause she said a lot of things that were upsetting. Um, I remember being most upset by, and we're going back, like this was in, in the year 2000. So that's 18 years ago. So I have a hazy memory of it, but I remember being particularly upset by her thoughts and feelings around, um, a woman's right to choose. Oh yeah. She not, she doesn't like that. No, she doesn't like that. Was the, what, was there anything? Yeah. That was what you hated the most. That was my next question. Yeah, I didn't like how she thought about women or, like, sexual abuse or sexual abuse trauma or trauma in general bothered me. Um, she's just not a very gentle person, mm-hmm. and she doesn't really believe that people should have other beliefs aside from hers is what it feels like. Yeah. So that was hard. That is that is a hard part about it. Yeah. And I don't agree with most of her politics. So listening to her and then hearing how close-minded she is, is challenging. One thing that I, that I didn't mind, which is pretty incongruent with everything I just said, is that I liked that she was no-nonsense and, like, take it or leave it. But mo- Well, she's not take it or leave it. She's like, take it, take it, take it. But I like how aggressive she is about giving advice. I like, yeah, I like, I like a confident advice giver who doesn't repeat themselves and doesn't take any shit like I listened to her and I was always like god she's so mean to her callers because she really she's like I don't want your backstory I want this exact amount of information in this exact order and if you don't give it to me I'm gonna yell at you um but then I would listen to Loveline I would be like god she's so mean but I listened to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla and they would let the callers go on and on and on yeah and then I listened to Dan Savage and he will let the callers go on and on. And then he'll answer their question and just reiterate the same statement 15 times in a row. Mm. And I just, I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I'll just yell at my phone. Like, I got it. Like, I yeah. feel like he's wasting my time on earth. Yeah. And so Dr. Laura, I feel like she doesn't waste my time on earth. Yeah. I mean, you know, for better. I mean, you know, in that way, in that same way, totally. like at the end of my life, am I going to be glad that I listen to her so much? I don't know. <laughs> Come ask me then. Ask me then what I think about that. <laughs> It feels like a good place to end it. <laughs> it does feel like a good end of my life. Yeah. All right. Thanks, thanks, Rocco. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for visiting us again. You want to get power over a man? Be a coquette. Be a what? Coquette. Be coquettish. Oh, a croquette. You never heard that word? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not croquet. That's a game with ball and hoops. It's to be re- sweet, cute, and adorable if you want power over him. That drives every man to his knees. Oh, well, I, I can work that really well. Good. Michelle Lawler is an award-winning documentarian and cinematographer behind projects like Forever's Gonna Start Tonight, Hudson Valley Ballers, Girls Code, and more. Jill Soloway is the creator of the award-winning television show Transparent. Their memoir, She Wants It, Desire, Power, and Toppling the Patriarchy, is available for pre-order right now. Michelle Lawler and Jill Soloway, welcome to Sagittarian Matters. Hey. Hi. Hello. Um, we're here today to talk about a very special lady, very close to my heart, conservative right-wing talk show therapist, Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Who, uh, 
<laughs> who? <laughs> Michelle, can you tell me who is Dr. Laura from your estimation and how did you start listening to her or why? Why do you listen to her? Um, I started listening to Dr. Laura and, and I will admit that um, I've been listening to Dr. Laura for 19 years, which is makes me feel a little uncomfortable to say out loud. But in 1999-ish, I was helping my father paint the house and uh, he was, we were listening to the radio and he was like, oh, let's, let's listen. You know, you'll like this. It's not like Rush Limbaugh. It'll be funny. And I was like, okay. And we started listening to Dr. Laura and I was completely hooked. Like I couldn't stop. Cause I can't listen to Rush Limbaugh. Like I can't stand Rush Limbaugh. I can't do it. Sean Hannity can't do it. But Dr. Laura, I find extremely entertaining. So that's how I started listening to her. And how do you identify? What, what do you mean? Who are you? Oh. Um, are you hurt? Yeah, who are you? I am my girlfriend's girlfriend and my blind cat's mom. Are you married to your girlfriend? No, we were shacking up. <laughs> oh, we're shack up. We're sh- I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm her shack up stud. You're shack up, honey? You're yeah. unfaithful? Well, I don't know. Who's, who's, the- who's the stud? Who's the whore? I'm not sure. Yeah. One time a lesbian called and she was like, I just got to ask, <laughs> who has to buy the ring? Who gets I know, the ring? She loves to be confused about who buys the ring. <laughs> who gets the rock? Who gets the jewel? Jill, who are you? How did you start listening to Dr. Laura and why? Um, I'm a kid's mom, and I started listening to Dr. <laughs> Laura, same, like about 20 years ago, like a really long time ago on the radio. And um, I think for me, listening to Dr. Laura is sort of like <laughs> you could either call it like secret cutting or like <laughs> m- masturbating with a handful of dog food. It's something you do to just make yourself feel awful. And every time I have the urge to turn it on, and these days, you know, obviously it's, it's on, on stars between one and three, but if you have the urge and it's not between one and three, you have to listen to call of the day, which is a podcast never ending. So your knowledge is blowing. It kind of goes like this. I go like, ah, life, I'm bored. The world is awful. And then I think like, I'm going to listen to something great. Like, um, Terry Gross. And then I go, no, I just want to feel even worse than I already do. (laughs) It's sort of like, you know how they say like, if you have hot sauce, it forces your body to produce endorphins. Mm. I think that's what happens with me is I listen to her. I feel so bad at myself about myself. It forces my body to produce endorphins to get over it. And then, yeah, then I, then I move on. But, um, I always have that feeling before I put her on. I'm just like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to feel worse. You're going to feel worse. And then like, you have to just one call. Yeah. Just one call, and I do, and yet yeah, she makes me feel awful, and I love it. There's some. Do you think there's an SM element to Dr. Laura? When I went on Julie Klauster's podcast after I wrote Calling Dr. Laura, she was like, "Are you into BDSM or what? Like, why do you call her just so that she can like whip you around?" And I was like, "No, what are you talking about? What?" So you you do call her often. No, I just, I had called her. Right, just once. We should call I, her a part of, as a part of this. We, that'll be like the part, the, like the part third three, act yeah, yeah. of the episode. Yeah. Um, so I started thinking about what I would ask her. I, was, I started thinking about what I would ask her if I called. I had a really good one, actually, but I forgot. But I, I, I have like, I would like to. You should ask us and we'll pretend that we're Dr. Laura yeah. and tell you what you should do yeah. using her toolkit. I know what you do, too. I feel like I can channel her. Right. Yeah. You know, well, so what are Dr. Laura's guiding principles? Because most of my listeners are queer or feminist, not in her demo of people that, you know, normally call or would listen to her. So can you can you sum up like what her values are that she espouses on the radio or like what her general advice gist is? I think one of her number one things is that all marital problems can be solved by meeting your husband in the shower. (laughs) She's obsessed with shower sex. She is. She loves shower sex. She fucking loves it. She's like, your husband's grouchy. Tell him you get home at 5 p.m. I'll meet you in the shower. You guys soap up. Have some, you know, get sudsy with your man. (laughs) And then he'll like, you know, he'll do what you want. She's all about... Thinking that women were like made to manipulate men into being the best men that they can be. Yeah, they're simple. Yeah, they're very simple. They're simple. Yeah. What else? Yeah, I mean, I think I I like to know where the boundaries are. Um, and she has really just strong boundaries. It's like pick a person and stay with them. Mm-hmm. Life is not going to be fun, but you stay. Um, you know, take a class, learn billiards, 
learn <laughs> show wait, up no, at your she billiards. She studies billiards. <laughs> she studies billiards. The other you day, know this about her? I day, saw an Instagram video about The it. other day, she was talking about her <laughs> hobbies, and she's like, for example, I study billiards. It's like she doesn't play fucking pool. She studies billiards. And what is it? She has a teacher. Her billiards teacher told her that yeah. 95% of the people who take billiards just don't care. But she does. So I, I love Oh, my God. We listened to the same episode. She lays a boundary in place for herself, but which is I'm going to. No, she loves boundaries. She hates, no, the, word boundaries. Her whole, she hates the word boundaries. She, she hates psychobabble. Ther- psychobabble therapy. When you say boundaries or narcissist. She like immediately starts screaming at you. What? But she That's likes. What I love about her. She likes boundaries though, but she doesn't like the word boundaries. Okay, but you, exactly. But yeah. here's one of the things I love about her. Okay. Is I'm, I, I really admire the way in which she insists that the person give her the exact right amount of information so she can give the exact right answer. Mm -hmm. She is a bit of an empath. She's mathematical. So when she says something like, you know, what is, what makes you think your wife doesn't want surgery? Well, when, you know, or or why doesn't your wife want surgery? Well, so when my wife was a little girl, I didn't ask that question. I said, why doesn't she want surgery? Right. Because she's afraid. Thank you. You know, like I, yeah. I admire how she just like knows what she needs, so she, she can use the her. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, I admire that as she well. She understands her brain pewter, and she knows how to ask for exactly what she needs, so she can help people. And I admire that. And what happens when you break the rule? Like, what are the internalized rules? I feel like from listening to her, I've internalized so many rules, like how to not get yelled at by me and mom. You never say I don't know. Mm-hmm. When she asks you a question, you can't say I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because then she thinks she's working harder at your relationship than you are. Do you mean her rules for Dr. Laura or her rules for good relationships in your life? Her rules for callers. Like, there's some days where she's on a hair trigger and yeah. she's going to yell at anyone who calls no yes. matter what. Yeah. But there's she's other- fishing for the reason she can yell at them. Are you listening sure. to me? Yeah. Or do you know, like, yeah. yeah. And you're just like, wait, you let the person talk a second ago. And now they just talked and everybody's like, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Well, yeah, so to me, like, the internalized rule is, like, you don't give her too much backstory. You tell her enough, and then you wait for her to ask you questions. When I called her, I tried to do that. I tried to follow all the rules. I told her, you know, the question, Dr. Laura, I've been told my dad was dead my whole life. I just found out he's alive, but my mom doesn't know I know. Should I go home for Christmas? This was my question. And then What did she say? Well, she asked me a few questions. I, I, I bet I know what she said. Do you want to go ahead? Yeah, yeah, so ask me that question. Dr. Laura, I have been told my dad was dead my whole life. I just found out from a psychic that he's alive, but I haven't told my mom yet. Psychic thing. She's not going to feel that. Can I be the person who's producing the segues in this this role play? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, there's no psychic thing. She doesn't want to hear that. I just found out that he's alive, and my mom doesn't know that I know, and she wants me to go home for Christmas. Should I tell her I know? No, you should not tell her you know. Of course not. Go home and enjoy Christmas. She said, you've been through enough. Go, But she yelled at me still she was she was asking me all these pointed questions do you have the same dad as your sisters or a different dad um you know trying to really understand the scope of the of the The predicament but then i threw a curveball at the end and she yelled at me and got mad at me she was like okay so your mom didn't move you out of the country out of the city out of the state when i was when you were a baby and i was like no but then later i was like but she did move me to florida in second grade and change my last name and she was like didn't you hear me ask you all those questions and i just so why didn't you tell her the truth the first time? I mean, I did, but she just, I was trying to a- answer exactly what she was asking from the she exact, the from the exact time period she was asking. And this was a different time period. And so I was afraid that I would did be giving. Blame, did she blame it on your mom? Because she moved you out of state and changed your name? She said, you know what? If he wanted to find you, he probably could have. And you've been through enough chaos in your life. So go have Christmas. She is always looking for a reason to blame it on the woman. That's one of the biggest things. Like, she gives dudes such a break. And when women call, she's, like, already at 10. But when a guy calls, she starts off at, like, a soft two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is really frustrating. It is frustrating. Do you think that she is a feminist in her heart in any way? No. No. She used to be a feminist. She's a strong woman, for sure. Like, she's a very strong woman, but she is definitely not a feminist. I don't think. I don't think she's a woman. You don't think she's a woman? I think that she... <laughs> there's something to me... I mean, I don't... She's, she really is in the scope of women where she... I think she has more testosterone post-menopause. She's, like, very athletic she lifts a lot of weights she drives a harley she's kind of a woman hater she loves dudes i feel like there's something about her that she has a little bit of a daddy energy 
that I am like, I don't know if I think Dr. Laura's on the gender queer spectrum. She, she says, you know, of course, there's just two genders. But, like, I don't feel like she actually identifies with women that much, even though she's like, my Harley's pink. Like, girl, I'm a girly girl. Like, she also has a tattoo of a skull on her arm with a rose. And I just sometimes think that she's a little bit... The lines are a little blurry. But I think that if she was hanging out with a bunch of women who really sort of lived to serve their husbands and were, like, conservative and super focused on their kids, like, I feel like she'd be so down with them. Yeah. Like, I'm sure she's down with her her son's wife. Derek's wife? Yeah, Derek's wife. Can Hi, you? Derek. Hi, yeah, Derek. hello, Derek. Hi, Mom. You know what I mean? Because she's, I mean, she would have to be down with Dr. Laura to marry Derek. My wife and I love doing active things in the summertime. That's why we order plant-based meals delivered to our house. (laughs) Thanks, Derek. Are your socks slouching? Why, yes, they are. Oh, my God. I wore these. (laughs) You're wearing bombas. I'm wearing bombas. wearing bombas for the interview. Okay, hold on. Why did you buy those bombas? Wait, okay. Did you use the the offer code DL? Hold on. The other day, (laughs) because I'm going to New York in a couple days for a month, and I really needed new socks, and I was looking for no-show socks because why not? You know what I mean? And I went on the internet, and Bombas came up, and I was like, oh, shit. And so I went online, and I ordered some socks, and Valentine walked up behind me as I was typing in Dr. Laura in the code, and she was like, no fucking way. She was like, I love that I just saw you do that. And I was like, it's a coupon code. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And I have to say, they're not actually, and if Dr. Lowe's listening to this, they're not, I mean, they're very comfortable, but they are already starting to, like, kind of, you know, do, like, thready, pulley things that I'm not down with. So I don't really know if they're the best quality. I have some bombas I got from the Shark Tank event that we went to, (laughs) and uh, they're wonderful. They're my favorite hiking socks. Specifically for this interview. I want to get Derek's plant-based foods delivered. You do? Yeah. Do you also, do you have home security? Sunflower? Sunbeam? I don't know. Those all sound delicious. Yeah. Do you have home security? No. I mean, yeah. You should try Simply Safe. Oh, I do have home security. What about blinds.com? Is that where you got these blinds? Um, We were the part where I say I don't have home security. Okay. Um, Also, can I say this? Um, My Shaka Pani and I just bought a house and we were researching um, security systems. And literally, we really did a deep dive on Simply Safe. And I did type in the coupon code to see how much off I could get. So I feel like she's really starting to. Wait, can we talk about something? Dr. Laura, I heard today on the podcast say she has loaded guns in strategic places all over her house. Wow. How can you talk? Can you tell my listeners what are oh, we haven't even talked about the, the cornerstones of her moral compass? Okay, can I say one thing first yeah. to just to like segue from the um, things that she pushes? Yeah. Many years ago, she was pushing a product called Fresh Breasts. <laughs> What's that? And Fresh Breasts is deodorant for your breasts. Stop it. So you, I'm <laughs> so serious that you put under your breasts to keep your breasts from sweating. It's an actual antiperspirant <laughs> for your breasts, and they also have. <laughs> so it's called Fresh Breasts. Okay. And I recorded, <laughs> I recorded the commercial because okay. I thought it was so funny, and I'm laughing in the background, and I can't find it. Oh my god! Uh. But it's called Fresh Breasts. Amazing. And well, Fresh Breasts commercial ever she would just be like fresh breasts and she would do (laughs) yeah it was really incredible male or female gay or straight when it is the beginning of a relationship and you're young and everything's new the passion is automatically there as people mature as a relationship matures passion needs to be introduced which means you say to him i need you to rub my back in the shower Whoops! All of a sudden, there's going to be passion. Okay. You go to a gay bar. It's new. It's exciting. Somebody looks hunky. Same thing if a straight woman went to a straight bar. It's the same thing. But it's not real. It's only chemical. What you have is profound. You have, except for the kissing part, you guys have trust. You have safety. You have comfort. You're in a safe place. So that doesn't have the same feelings as what a hunk. Therefore, 
come into the shower and wash my back. Then you have the safety and the comfort and the warmth and the love and hornies. What are the moral cornerstones of Dr. Laura's thing? Pick somebody. Yeah. Anybody. Whoever you pick, Anybody. stay with them no matter what. Well, you, if you're a woman, pick a man. If you're a man, pick a woman. No what matter. if you have if you have kids and you want to get a divorce? Only no. Oh no. Only if he's an alcoholic and you've already given him the ultimatum and you know, you have to give an ultimatum, but you can't get a divorce just because you're bored. There's the three A's. Do you remember that? She says like adultery, alcoholism, and abuse. Yeah, but even if adultery, you... Adultery, no. Yeah, with adultery, though, she thinks she should stay, and she usually thinks it's the wife's problem for not giving her husband oh, en- right. enough sex. I think it used to be and adultery. Like a girlfriend. So then she says, stay with him, but you wear a condom. Mm-hmm. Have you heard her say that? Gross. Well, she gets, says to get your tubes tied a lot. Yeah. She tells a lot of women to tie their tubes. It's <laughs> what very about when she does stuff like tell people... Not to go. Like if somebody calls and says, I'm married to a wonderful man and his daughter is pregnant. She's 21 and she's not married and there's a baby shower and everybody's going. And I was thinking, and Dr. Laura's like, you do not go to that baby shower. You do not celebrate that baby. Yeah. But it's my new husband and it's his new family. And I, you, Because you, where is your moral? You tell these people that you do not approve of, of her lifestyle. Yeah, she's like, and send I'm, a very nice card. Yeah, and, and be very and cordial. Yeah, and a coupon for neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> she's telling new people entering new family situations to throw these gauntlets into their lives that will yeah. separate them from everybody. Yeah, you know, can you imagine like that? You know, somebody somebody has a new partner in your family, and they won't come. To, I mean, and they totally. and they won't give a present. They won't show up at a baby shower. Yeah. She's very anti any graduation that's not a high school graduation because it undermines the the achievement of high school. So like a kindergarten graduation, she's like, your kid's not going to that. Yeah. You tell your wife, your kid's not going right. to that. And if she disagrees, then yeah. You're no. taking the kid. Like it's just like you're kidnapping your own child so they don't go to this kindergarten graduation. Yeah. Right. She, she, she asks people to take very unpopular public moral stands that will leave them friendless. Well, Which I, I guess depending on where they live though, right? As a Capricorn, I really like that. As a Capricorn, I'm like, that's right. You just sit on your tower of morals. And it might be a, it might be a home of isolation, but as there you are. As a vegan, it, vegan with a lot of Capricorn in my chart. I but really, what, are I you like a Capricorn it. or why is this called Sagittarian Matters? I'm a Sagittarius. No, so wait have, a minute. I have a Cap. I have, <laughs> Hold on, Doctor Laura. I have a Capricorn wait, Moon and. This is about Doctor Ruth. Everything, everything's different. I have a Capricorn moon and rising, so I'm, I'm highly influenced. Oh, you just said as a Capricorn. I really highly identify as both. Okay. But wait, why My, is your podcast called Sagittarian? Because I'm a Sagittarius. But you just said as a Capricorn. You oh, guys, you're, talk, you're getting people. into like the minutiae of your chart. I'm getting, I'm getting deeper into my chart. Okay. You know, we're close. I I'm getting a little. I see why you need Dr. Laura's front boundaries. Clearly, yeah. I don't <laughs> say anything. It gets very anyone. convoluted when you leave it to astrology. <laughs> Look. This is what guides the Sagittarius is my face. That's what you see. The Capricorn is what is really motivating me and guiding me in the world. It's just the fact that you said as a Capricorn is the part. I just identify. I just highly identify with <laughs> Capricorns. You respect my uh, astrological. Would, you didn't have a podcast called Sagittarius Matters. I mean, Cap I know, it should be like Sag Cap Matters. Sag Cap Matters. Sag Capricornian Matters. Sag Cap Cast Matters. That was just, Capricorn Matters would just be called Boner Killer because that's all Capricorn is. It's a hardworking Boner Killer. Um, another thing she's really not into is women making more money than their husbands. That's like a big no, 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 no. Yeah, limp dick syndrome. Yeah. That will give your husband limp yeah, dick syndrome. He'll feel like a limp dick. Or he'll turn into a limp dick. So that's a and new word. a snowflake. Yeah, these are new words for her. Limp dick, snowflake. Yeah. Are, so a limp dick is like a weak man. Mm-hmm. A snowflake is any kind of millennial child that's been told they were good. But actually, someone told me the other day, and I realized this, that that's also like a, a Republican thing. Republicans oh, call yeah, Democrats yeah, snowflakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, sno- we're all snowflakes in here. So, Anyone that would actually have a feeling about somebody um, other than themselves yeah. and their own race and class is a snowflake the other day yesterday she um she went on this long thing and she prefaced it by saying what i'm about to say is not political it is not political in any way everyone's gonna say it's political but it's not and she started talking about all the kids that are being separated at the border and she completely 
blamed it on the Democrats, blamed <gasps> it on the liberal that? media, said that that policy has been in, you know, going on since Obama, Clinton, and that everybody, it's just used a divisive thing by the liberal media to make people hate Donald Trump and to hate our president. And I was just like, I just find that so fascinating. And I think that that's like one of the things I find fascinating about like conservative media is just that it is such a completely like just the world turned upside down view from myself. Yeah. And it's just crazy. I find her show entertaining and I like that she's a woman and I feel like I can take what I like and leave the rest. And it is my way of hearing what conserv cause like, yeah, I what you just said, what conservatives have to say, Me too. But, but like listening to Rush Limbaugh would really turn, I couldn't listen to him for very long and yeah. get the conservative opinion. So Dr. Laura, I can hear what conservatives are saying and, and try to see where we're different and where we're diverging paths. But she's also too conservative for conservatives. Who is the um, who is the guy on Fox News that got um, booted? Um, O'Reilly. Yeah. She was on the O'Reilly Factor, and you can Google it. And she was talking about sort of like the tenets of her whole thing, and it was like too much for him because I feel like Republican men, and I'm generalizing, don't like her whole thing is like, oh, if you just like meet the man in the shower, all men mm-hmm. want is sex and you know, they're women to like make them dinner and take care of the children and stay at home. And if you do those things, like your men will treat you in this way. Mm-hmm. And he was just not having it. He was just like, so basically you just think that we're stupid. And she was like, well, you know, like, so like even conservative, like she's even like kind of out there for, you know, the Fox news people. Mm-hmm. Now I have a question segueing from conservatism what are moments where you have had to stop listening to her where she's where she's gone over what where has she gone over the edge for you what is your dr laura edge because i feel like both of you as we've group texted about dl as i call her um have had moments where you're like i had to just i started crying or i had to stop listening or she was too much like for me i went to the mr rogers documentary the other week and I left and I was like, oh my God, like this was a Christian man embodying Christian values in a way that I really understand where he was like, every child deserves love no matter what, because they're made in God's image. And so I feel like I need to empathize and be kind to every child. And then turning on Dr. Laura after that, mm-hmm. who's like, your kid's a snowflake. Don't go to the kindergarten graduation. Ah, like they need to earn everything. I just was like, I can't listen to her for a minute. Like she's harshing my mellow. Like, I'm having a mellow where I'm like, oh, my God, Christians, like, this is the reason why I can come together with them in a social justice way. Like, Mr. Rogers was a kind human, and I appreciate that love and compassion. And then Dr. Laura was too harsh for me, so I had to take a chill pill on the deal. Yeah, I tell myself every day I'm done. Every day I hear something that makes me say that I'm over, I'm done, I can't ever listen again, and then the next day I do it again. So... I feel like we're in, like, an out, like a, some sort of, like, a- meeting. <laughs> I had I, 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 li- I like how awful she is. She never says anything good that makes me glad I'm listening. She always says things that make me realize that I'm not measuring up as a parent. I'm not measuring up as a partner. I'm not meeting my husband in the shower. <laughs> Do you guys want to all just hop in the shower right now? Or? Yeah, after after that's that's the fourth part of it. But after I ask you this, I do want you to tell I do want you to tell me, Michelle, how she turned you off, and then I have another question for you. Okay. Pretty recently, I had a very, I had like a a moment with listening to Dr. Laura and she, um, you know, 10 years ago, I had a parent commit suicide and um, she had this woman call whose husband had just committed suicide and she was like in, she was fucking in it. Like she was just this, this unfathomable grief. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when someone dies like that, it's a very, it's like hard to like understand the magnitude of grief. It's just so fucking deep and dark and horrible. And this woman was like, she was just talking about her feelings and Dr. Laura was just yelling at her and being like, just saying awful things to her. And you could tell, and the woman was like, don't say that, don't say that, was telling her not to say that. And she was like crying and she was so upset. And I just felt like it was so mean and it really... It really hurt my feelings. Like, I felt like, fuck you. And I just turned it off and I didn't listen to her for like a month. Like, I just couldn't. I just had to stop. I felt like it was so mean and she just crossed a line. And then you told me that you listened to it further and that it did like redeem itself a little bit. Yeah. But I just push people. She tells people to pull over in their car and then she puts them through these body, you know, 
exercises where she likes to break people down. Right. She likes to push them past. It's yeah. not nice. No. Sometimes I don't feel like the ends justify the means. So, like, in that situation, she, she was... She was so mean. She was... So, and the woman was, like... She was crying in this way that you could tell she was just in so much pain and grief. And yeah. Dr. Laura was just like, stop fucking crying. Like, just so, like, it was horrible. It was horrible. We should bring that up and play it in the episode and debate yeah. it. Well, yeah. she, she essentially, like, her, her gist was like, this, I think it was the lady's daughter had killed herself. Oh, it was her daughter. It was her daughter. Was and her Dr. Daughter. Laura, the, the end that she was trying to get to was to try to get the lady to not blame herself. So she took, like, a very circuitous like unkind route, but she was trying at the end of the call to make the woman not blame herself in any way for her daughter's suicide. But she was like, so mean to her along the way that I was like, this was just like, cause also, you know, just like the dog whisper, people are going to listen to this and then kind of like try their hand at this kind of advice on their own. You know, so like after I started watching dog whisper, I'd just walk up on like dogs behind a fence and be like, you know, and then like put myself in harm's way to be like, watch this. Um, I feel like it's the same with Dr. Laura where people are going to be like, oh, that's a method of of therapeutic helping. And I'm like, no. No, it was so mean. It was so mean. I was like crying in my car and I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like it really affected me. And I was like, why, why do I listen to her? It's so horrible. Like, why do I let that energy into my life? Yeah, it's a lot. But then it's like watching Jerry Springer, like watching whatever. It's just really entertaining, you know, and you don't have to think... You don't have to like. It's you fun know. to hear the different questions. Sometimes I get bored of the questions because I know it's all going to be the same questions. Right. Totally, it's all going to be like I live with my partner. You're an unpaid whore. Right. <laughs> get your tubes tied. You did everything wrong. Or it's going to be like someone in my family is a child molester. Oh, it's her recent thing, which I really don't appreciate, is her getting people to admit that they liked incest or have you heard that? Yeah. Where people call and they're like, "I was molested by my brother for ten years," and she's like, "Well." You must have liked it at some point. Why? She hates the Me Too movement. Well, she hates it. Why did you let it go on for 10 years? Why didn't you call the police or tell your parents? And they're like, like, she just doesn't. It's weird to me that she never is like, oh, this person was in a position of power over you and you were made to feel like you couldn't do. I just like that is so crazy to me. Yeah, I think it's part of what her talent, not her talent, but I think maybe just she's got like a kind of. Very, you can see that she has such like very clear, strong ideas about very specific things, you know, because I think she herself is so powerful and can make it in, and has been able to just kind of like, she's like, my husband died and I'm fine. Right. I'm, you know, I, I, I went on a cruise. Yeah. yeah. I work on every day, you know, so I think that she just sees things in a very specific way, you know, where I'm not, I'm not defending like, oh, no, no, no. I mean, I think, I just think that's what's, I think, interesting about her is that like, I almost see like she has this like very brittle, very sharp skeleton inside of her she's like skeletor where you can see this like lit up glowing shards of glass (laughs) system inside of her you know where it's just sharp and she just wants everybody to cut through the world the way she cuts through the world and i think that's why she's so good to listen to because like it, it is like cutting it's so specific and sharp as if anybody can do exactly what she does the nar the narcissism her narcissism about like do life just like me. Um, I think that's her genius. That's why, that's how she knows what, how to do what she's doing. And that's really like, I think what's so abusive about her. But is all that sharp skeleton. I just think that sharp skeleton is covering up with, which must be like a very injured, like sad, soft person on the inside. I don't think there's any sadness or softness in there. Really? Who are? <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's what she would say. Cause her son was in the military for listeners. Yeah. But like, like I think she's lonely though. Me too. I do. Like I feel like when I listen to her lately, she does sound like kind of lonely. Like there's this sort of like level of like, oh, like you're young and you have this great guy. Like why are you throwing that away? You know, because she's like older and she's single and like her husband's dead and you know, I don't know. I just she's always like trying and doing and living and yeah. You know, it's just kind of like, she's, is it, is it covering up some sort of like sadness? I don't I think know. She's trying to fill up her life because there's a huge hole in it because she built her life around her man and now he's gone and she's sitting in her like tower of isolation from her moral certitude. And then it's, lo- it's probably lonely up there and probably she doesn't have that many friends that are still alive and morally in line with her thing. I have Derek. Yeah. She has Derek, but then she's like, and he and his wife are out traveling and I hope they gave me some grandkids. Um, 
She needs Derek. Give her some grand. Give the lady some grandkids. <laughs> she was also advertising for Derek's wife's business, wasn't she? At one point, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think her, Derek's wife does like online advertising or something. Oh, organization. Learn how to delegate. Derek's <laughs> wife has a learn how to delegate idea, a business idea, and I think Laura was trying to get her some clients. That's cool. Yeah. Wait, I have a question. What are ways that you identify with Dr. Laura, or things that she says that you're like? I kind of agree. Or like, I hadn't thought about it that way, but that seems, you know. I think she has a lot of good pointers about minding your own business. Like, she's kind of like, you know, I feel like sometimes when, when people call and they're like, well, my, I heard this thing. And she's like, you heard it. It's, you didn't, it's not fact. You heard it. It's a rumor. Like, you know, like, she's really good at, like, kind of, like, trying to stay in your own lane, which mm-hmm. I think is good, you know. I, I like how she, like, lets people know that they're sort of responsible for their own things. Like, there was this woman who was on, she was talking about this other mom at school who kept, like, inviting herself places. Yes. And Dr. Laura was like, how does somebody, in, expl- explain to me exactly how somebody invites themselves on your vacation. You yeah. know, explain that to me. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I really appreciate, you know, yeah. because, I don't know, I just, I just like, again, her use of boundaries of just, like, making it clear that, we're, we, that we all create our own reality. Mm-hmm. I honestly, my mom had me start, I started listening with my mom. My mom has zero boundaries. was like, she's so mean. Why is she so mean? What a bitch. And then (laughs) listening to Dr. And I was like that too, because I was like, I live with my partner. You know, I've always like lived with someone I was dating without being married. Shack up honey. My shack up honey. I'm gay. I'm a feminist. I'm all these things. I'm, I'm, you know, we're, she and I couldn't be more different politically, but I was like, you know, if my mom had followed some of this advice, that would have been nice. Like my mom just like dated tons of dudes, got me random stepdads who were abusive and weird. Like if I, I was like, if my mom would have listened to Dr. Laura for one second and been like, you know what? It's just me and Nicole and I'm going to raise her for a few more years before I go spread it around. That would have been nice. And I would have, I was like, that would have been nice as a kid. Before she goes and finds some stud. Yeah. Well, because my mom literally was like, my my new boyfriend's an Italian stallion. I want the big O for Christmas. Like just she hearing. Dating, is she dating Rocky Balboa? Yeah. <laughs> hearing that stuff as a kid, I was like, Ugh. I was like, I never want to have sex in my entire life. This is disgusting. I want to be a nun. Like, and now I have to like call these random men dad. And I, so I hear a lot of that in Dr. Laura's calls with people when they're like, my life's, you know, should I just start dating again? I'm on, I'm on Tinder. You know, I have like a three-year-old and I'm on Tinder and Dr. Laura's like. So are you saying that people have kids shouldn't date? I think that they should be wary about integration. I don't know. I mean, I just think that it's like it's it makes sense to be wary of integration mm-hmm. more than a lot of her callers are and more my mom was like, "Here's my cool accessory." Mm-hmm. As a kid so that you'll yeah. you'll see me as maternal. There was no like, you know, my mom was like I mean, just to get deep. I don't have I this is all in my book, so I'm not saying anything new to listeners, but like I would just move from one stepdad's house to another one's house. My mom would be cheating on one person, another person, and then take me on dates with her. So like that kind of thing, I think is, yeah, I think it was inappropriate. Yeah. As someone who teaches kids, works with kids, I'm just like, well, yeah, of course. They don't care about some rando dude that you just met on Tinder. They just want to have time with you. Yeah, but I think that's the problem like with, that, with is like that, yeah, she, she gives us advice that's really impossible to live by. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, like imagine having like a five-year-old and being told you can't date until they're 18. Yeah. Total. Well, she says you can't date. She says that if you want to go out and, like, bone someone on the weekends, you can. Uh, you just can't, bring like, them bring them home or have them be a part of your life in any way. Yeah, but, I mean, I just feel like, uh, what's the other side of that? That Like, right. you're, you're, you know. That part is intense where she's like, you have a three-year-old? Okay, 15 years. Yeah. 15 years you can date. It's like, it's just, it's not realistic. It's yeah. not realistic, but, I, I mean, I kind of think of advice the way I think of, like, Christianity. Or like, it's all a metaphor. It's like, here's, like, her saying the most extreme thing, and yeah. then you're going to do something right. in between that. But now you know that there is this extreme. Yeah. You're like, you know, you're making me realize I'm not parenting right now. So I'm going to go back downstairs and hang out with my kid. You are? And, yeah. Okay. You guys can keep doing this. Thank you okay, so much, Joe. I am definitely a child of divorce. And I feel like my dad, my mom and my dad got married right away. My The guy my mom married was very abusive and not cool. That didn't last very long. But then my dad married my stepmother and they're still married so many years later. Like they've been married for... I don't know, 25, like ever since I was like, 
they've been married for like 30 years something i don't know yeah, sorry i don't know the math but same with my mom but I, I do but it was very painful for me for my dad to get remarried and then have two new kids and then i went to live with them yes. like it was very painful and very like oh this is your new family this is your total do-over you know it's like we were the trial run and they were so like i get it like it's super painful but it's also unrealistic for people to not have companionship for like 18 years and to be a single parent like you know if you meet your brady bunch part you know person who's like oh my gosh i'm a single parent you're a single parent what if we got together and made this pot of family and then we'll call it the brady bunch Right. Well, it's not a salad. It's a salad family. What does she say? She's a salad family. Oh, yeah. She doesn't say blended family. It's just a salad family. Which I don't know. What what is the difference between a smoothie (laughs) and a salad? It's still stuff mixed together. Well, she's essentially like the part. It's got greens in it. Am I right? Heyo. Today's episode of Sagittarian Matters brought to you by Cute Fruit Undies, Mary Pinson, Gabriel Song Darling, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, and Christy Herod. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $10, $5 million, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet, like the insect, leg, like its appendage, at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. One of my favorite things about Dr. Laura is that I... It's because she does this thing now where um, she does this like 20 minute like introduction, which is new, where she just like talks on a shares on a topic for 20 minutes. And I usually skip that part because that's when she's being kind of right. I mean, sometimes it has some good stuff in it, but it's not as interesting as when people call and I just what I love about the callers is it's like it is these people who are like in their little houses or in their pulled over in their cars and they have these lives and these kids and these friends and these schools and these jobs. And they're like calling her with this problem. And it's just like so interesting to like imagine like what they look like and where they are and like who their husband is. And yeah. I just think that's so interesting. It's like, I don't know. It's interesting. It is interesting. I like her movie reviews. I love her movie reviews. And sometimes I love when she's, when someone has a serious problem and then she's like, have you ever seen Top Gun? <laughs> no, I haven't. I want you to go home tonight and I want you to watch Top Gun because Maverick needed to blah, blah, blah. And it's like has nothing to do with their problem. And then she, I don't know. That's what makes me think she's lonely a little All bit. All you need to do is watch Top Gun. She loves Rambo. She thinks teachers should be armed. Yeah, she That's, hates public school. She fucking hates public school. She thinks your kids should be homeschooled. On pajama day, she says, "Take leave your kids at home. They don't need to be wearing their pajamas to school. Have you heard that? No. It's like too sexy. It's too sexy. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on what pajamas you're wearing. What kind of pajamas are you buying for your fucking kids? What are, you, what are your pajamas like? Like a one, like a zip up, like it couldn't cover more of my body if I try. You like, wear zip up pajamas? Yeah, I wear like, I mean, if I'm, if it's like cold, it's like. From like, yeah, but we live in LA. Do you wear zip up pajamas in LA? Well, I have like a nightgown or a t shirt. Nightgown? <laughs> Wait, do you? <laughs> Wait, do you have an actual nightgown? Yeah. I think it's so funny that they're called nightgowns. It's like you're going to the ball in your bedroom. It's short. <laughs> it's short. Like, where, where is the nightgown section in a store? I think we should go and check it out. We should Google nightgowns Los Angeles and it see was, what comes up. <laughs> it was from a thrift store from some point, but it's a, it's a nightgown. God, whose nightgown was it before you? That's a real question. For sure an old lady in the 60s. I mean, for most of my stuff. I, or like, but on pajama day, what would I wear to school? I would wear like a zip up leopard pajama thing. Like I wouldn't wear a negligee to school as a fifth grader. I would have worn like boxers and a t-shirt and that would have been scandalous <laughs> in a different day, a different way. They've been like, Michelle, uh, yeah. what's your pronoun? <laughs> yeah. They probably would not have asked me what my pronoun is. In the is. 80s. No, definitely not. Um, so yeah, Dr. Laura, not into pajama day. Loves Rambo, kind but of. She loves pajama grams. She loves pajama grams. <laughs> Get your honey, something cute. Yeah. She loves Lego. 
She, she loves Legos. She produces her podcast out of her house in Santa Barbara. Which we saw a picture of. She has a poodle named BB. Um, she's a black belt in karate. But now she thinks that if kids take karate, they need to take self-defense. Right. She also sails and she has a Harley with little skulls on it. Did you hear her say that she's had to use her karate twice? Once oh. after an episode of Donahue, she was shaking ah. her, she was shaking the audience's hand as they were leaving, and a lady tried to squeeze her hand so much it hurt. And Dr. Laura did some karate move and twisted the woman's arm and threw her to the floor. Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, lately, she has been talking. A, her new thing is to talk about how. Where is it? I wrote it down. Um. I wrote it to you earlier. Yeah, I wear like a zip-up pajama with a hood and ears on it. I'm alone or a nightgown. I My goal is to meet Dr. Laura at some point. And I want her to know that I mean her no harm, even though I'm a feminist and I'm a queer person. Like, I mean her no harm. If I meet her, I want to meet her with an open heart and just be like, I just want to appreciate her. I don't, because I think that she feels defensive a lot. People have hated on her for so long that I think she is in a defense stance all the time. So when people said, do you think Dr. Laura read your book? I don't think so. Cause I don't I, think she read your book either. I don't think that don't she think wants she read your book. I don't think she wants to read things about herself that she thinks might be unkind. And almost every piece of media that's ever come out about her has been unkind. I mean, I don't think that what we're saying right now is completely unkind. I don't think so either. That's why like if we did a documentary or something and I wanted to meet her, I would want her to know somehow that like my palms were up. Right. That I was like, I honestly like listening to you. We don't agree on everything. I just want to talk to you. Right. And as women, you know, we uh, we don't have as good uh, three-dimensional spatial reasoning as men. Oh, that's that was the new thing? <laughs> I didn't hear her say that. Today, she was just really talking about how women do not have three-dimensional three <laughs> spatial reasoning as, as good as men. And I was just like, that's so random. That is so weird. Yeah. But also she said that's why men are better at like being architects and like. But what does that mean for her? Because she just made like London Bridge out of Legos. I don't know. Maybe it took her a long time. It took her a long time. Uh, What else about Dr. Laura? Do you ever want to meet her? I would love to meet her. I don't know what I would say to her. I would meet her. Yeah. I want to say something sad, which is that Dr. Laura is estranged, was estranged from her mother, who was abusive, and her mom died, and they didn't find her body for like two weeks. No one knew her mom. Her mom died in her apartment, and nobody knew for like two weeks. Oh my God, that's so sad. Didn't I ever send you that? Like, Dr. Laura's skeletons in her closet are kind of dark. Like, Somebody she trusted when she was in medical school who she had an affair with, they took naked pictures of her and then they sold them at some point. So all these nudie pictures of her with full bush, full <laughs> which, bush. which you have sent me via text message. Major bush. <laughs> but there's these naked pictures of a trusting young Dr. Laura being sexually free that somebody used against her. And then like her family sucked. And then the mom thing has to be really intense. And she like is estranged from her sister. I think she doesn't talk to anyone from her family of origin. She just doesn't even talk to them. She seems like a wounded person to me. And she's built up this moral thing as like her exoskeleton. She needs to write an autobiography. I think that would be nice. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, more will be revealed. More will be revealed. Also, I heard, at a certain point I heard a rumor that she lived with her husband before she got pregnant with Derek and then got married after that. I can't remember where I found that. But I read that somewhere and I was like, oh, interesting. Well, hey, we're all hypocrites in in some way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Michelle Lawler, thank you for talking about Dr. Laura with me. Thank you for having me. It's it's nice to be able to talk about something like... It's it's nice to have a place where I can just really like talk about Dr. Laura because a lot of my friends are like, who? And like, why do you listen to that woman? And... I'm like, why don't you? Why don't you listen to that woman? Well, you know, Rocco worked at, I think, the dildo factory at some point, And yeah. the old lesbian that owned it made them all listen to Dr. Laura while they were like, right. oh, right, right, right. Making dildos all day. I've heard that. I've heard that. I love that. We have to go talk to those people. We have to go talk to those people. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's how I started listening to her. Me and my friend uh, Jill 
used to paint houses in San Francisco and every day from noon till three, we would be on the scaffold and we would listen to Dr. Laura for three hours. And it was like the funnest part of our day because we would just be like painting this big house and like listening to Dr. Laura and we were like queers in San Francisco. It was just like fun. It was so fun to listen to. It's like if people still don't understand, it's like campy. It's certain, a certain level, it feels like campiness. Like, she's like a John Waters character at a 10. Yes. She's like a conservative John Waters character at a 10. And so there's something campy about listening to her. I think, like, I think, like, John Waters would think she was funny. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for being on the podcast. So you have a guy who's really not interested in pleasing you, and he's not really motivated to rock your world and make your day, and you're giving hints and giving directions and responding in ways to let him know, then he really doesn't care about your pleasure. And I wouldn't marry that. And in the case of he's not good in bed, I wouldn't even be dating that. Not that you should be having sex when you're just dating. I think I just got myself in a conundrum, but that's okay. You get what I mean. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.